0: This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station.
1: Good Monday afternoon. What a beautiful city we live in. You know, you've got to take a moment to realize a week ago, just seven mere days ago, we were talking about poor driving conditions. Is the city ever going to clear all the snow and and now look at this. It's a beautiful day. As I was biking in, I thought, you know, we're pretty lucky where we live. There are places in this country, Edmonton, Winnipeg, you know, the winter is there for a long time and winter is here as well. And yes, we can still complain about that. But we always know that somewhere around the corner, if we just hang in there, we're going to have a Chinook. All right. That's the uh, pep talk for today. Here's uh, what we're tackling this hour, and, and I need you to be honest with me. Have you ever at any point, let's say when you were 21 to 25 or 35, asked your parents for money, have you ever now as a much more mature and wise adult, given your children money, your adult children. I'm not talking about allowances, $5 a week. I'm talking about once your kids hit 18, have you ever helped them out? And have you ever felt, really, they should be buying this now on their own. I shouldn't be helping them with this. They they have a job. Maybe they just don't manage their money properly. So we want to have this conversation because I, I think it's, it's can be a difficult one. You, you think that your children, if they've gone to post-secondary, you know, and I, even some parents are proud that their kids got through post-secondary on their own as well. Good on those kids. But a lot of kids, the, the parents helped. And um, and then a lot of kids had to take out huge loans. So I know there's whole different groups of people. But you, you figure once maybe they're either out on their own, finished with school, they've got a job, they shouldn't be coming to mom and dad asking for money or should they are there situations jane larkworthy is wealth let me get this right jane wealth simples (laughs) ms etiquette she joins us today hello jane hi there how are you i'm well so if i'm asking my listeners to be honest maybe i have to ask you to be honest Uh, as a young adult did you go to your parents for help when it came to money and paying for things course i did <laughs> <laughs> well there at least you're being honest <laughs> oh my gosh uh
0: you know um i think it's interesting there was an article in the new york times the other day about this very topic of 20 somethings borrowing money from their parents for rent obviously if you live in a city where the rent is higher chances are you're going to need help that being said i'm very do as i say not not as i do yeah and I think there are so many life lessons to be learned from living within your means and, and appreciating your own hard work to live the life that you're capable of living and the lifestyle you're capable of living and not, you know, um, stretching your bank account until the time that you are ready to reap these, you know, I don't want to say luxuries, but to live a lifestyle like, your, say, your older friends do. So I kind of say yes and no. Like I did borrow from my father, but only when I really needed to. And I was very conscientious of paying him back.
1: Well, and that's the point I I want to get to, too, Jane, because you borrowed. And so is that the clear difference here is that if your child or your adult child comes looking for money, fine, uh, I will give you the money. But this is the interest rate. This is the terms of when you pay it back. So is that at least um, giving them some of that money sense without a handout?
0: Exactly. It's what um, financial expert Chris Kyle was talking about. He was saying it's the money moment. Um, actually that's not quite answering your question, but yes, <laughs> if it's a loan, there should be interest, and you should have a uh, you know a set date to pay it back and Chris had said, you know when my kids graduate from college and they're going to need to borrow money, I will of course make them pay interest when they pay it back, I will give the interest back, but it's a life lesson, yeah, you know, and I think if you keep perpetuating let's say you were raised within a very comfortable lifestyle where you never wanted for anything, and now you've graduated and you should have a job where you can essentially afford to pay your rent, leaning on your parents does not a happy adult make.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially that, and, and Jane, I mean, we've got a lot of situations and I know I'm getting a bunch of different types of texts in right now, but we have situations where kids can't yes. even afford to leave their home. They've, they've done their post to secondary and they're having a hard time even leaving home. So there's a whole other, you're still there, Jane? Nothing happened? Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs>
0: nope. I'm right here. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you weren't run over by a vehicle or anything. Uh, but you know, there are situations where kids are still living at home. So I know there's a whole bunch of different categories. However, when they finally do leave the nest and if they're coming to you to help with the rent don't you think they almost have to look at uh, am I in a place that's too expensive do I need to get a couple of roommates to help because you can't especially rent you can't keep going every month to help yeah, pay the rent
0: if, if you're living in a one-bedroom luxury apartment with a doorman and a gym and you need to borrow <laughs> money from your parents you should probably step back and assess the situation there are of course, exceptions. College is one college tuition, um, a down payment on the house. Um, You know, so these are responsible, life-changing moments where you go in this together with your parents, and tell them how much you need to borrow and make an arrangement. Maybe even you know, write out a contract of, I will pay you back this much by that date, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so you're respecting each other. You know, it's it's a mutual respect. They're, they're not going to, you know, shake their head and say, oh, Johnny, Mary's doing it again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Even when you mentioned, Jane, the down payment, because I've had friends who said, yeah, we, we gave the kids the down payment. You gave the kids the down payment? So you're saying, fine, if you need to, but still you're teaching your adult children that they've got to pay that money back. Yes. Like the bank of mom and dad, the bank of mom and dad has to actually charge interest.
0: I think, personally, I think the bank of mom and dad should charge interest, yes. And I I know I'm being a serious hard ass here. I think it's subjective for every parental-child relationship. Um, But that's why you both have to be very... Well, first of all, you have to have a clear idea of, of what you want to do. Like... If, if you need the money because you are looking for a job and you just haven't found that job yet, but as I said in my column, if that job you want is to be the bench coach for the Toronto Blue Jays, <laughs> for which you are not highly skilled for, then maybe you should rethink things. <laughs> yeah. Because that's just saying, oh, someday I'll, you know, become a superstar. And, and that's that's, uh, that's no way to go through
1: life. Well, and you know what? You're talking about the, the money moment, but there's also that reality, too, as far yeah. as Rumble. what you can. <laughs> Jane, you got a lot happening in your life. I
0: know. I'm so sorry. I, I can't even tell you where I am. It would be way too embarrassing, okay. but trying to find a quiet place. As long, fit, as, so it's, I appreciate as, long as
1: it's not a public washroom, I'm okay with wherever you are. Uh, but it you actually don't... sounds like a prison because people are trying to get it and in. That's right. Not. So much for your money advice. Now you're behind bars. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Jane, but uh, back to the whole thing about the money moment and, and, and defi- uh, describe that more because the money moment is more in your column you said is when you when you find out you're kind of having trouble with money.
0: Yes, it's, um, it's, the money moment is usually a, um, gosh, sorry, it's going to happen again. I'm going to move. Hold on one second. The money moment is a sobering time, usually. Can you still hear me? I can, I can. I'm so sorry about that. Thank you. You're so focused, yes. The money moment is usually a sobering time when, let's say, you're in over your head or, you know, you just realize that you're in incredible incredibly high credit card debt. Yeah. And you, and you climb out of it and you pale your credit cards off and you think, I'm never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. So it's more of it's sobering, but it's also kind of clarifying and confirming where you realize that was a little too close to the edge. And I need to reassess how I'm handling my money and never get into that money moment again. But you know what? chances are you're going to have another money moment. We've all had several money moments. It's just part of life.
1: But at least you've had that money moment and your parents, and, and here's the thing, because I have young adult children, I sometimes have to remind myself that I've got to allow them to have those money moments because I think we try to protect our kids almost from everything that yep. that's probably where we get on the wrong track when it comes to finances and handing over money too easily.
0: It's funny you bring that up because easier said than done. I am a stepmom
1: and I have two
0: young adults or adults rather in their low 20s stepchildren. And when I see one of them struggling or he can't find a job, my gut is to say, tell him to get, put him out on the street. Tell him to find his own job. But of course his parents aren't going to do that. So it's like being a voice of reason. And it's almost like I'm the hard ass. But if push were come to shove, no, I would not. Put
1: him out on the street. Of course not. Yeah. Okay, Jane, hold on here. I'm going to take a break, and if you have to find a quieter place, do that now. You've got at least three to four minutes. Uh but I want (laughs) you to be there when I come back, all right? I'll be here. I'll be here. All right, Jane Larkworthy. She's a Wealth Simples, Ms. Etiquette. And and this comes from one of her columns where someone wrote in and said, My old car had to be put to sleep, so naturally I asked my parents for help buying a new one. But I wondered, when am I too old to do that? I'm thinking once you're getting into your mid-20s, maybe you're getting too old to do that. We'll find out more from Jane after this. Love the texts that are coming in. We are talking about finances in particular. When, as a young adult, do you stop turning to the bank of mom and dad? And then when, as mom and dad, do you start saying no? Or are there situations where you do help your kids out? And what kind of strings have to be attached? (laughs) This one from Andrea. I learned years ago that I could not afford the emotional interest charged by my father on financial (laughs) loans. Jane Larkworthy, she is... Well, Simple's Ms. Etiquette, and uh, she joins us this afternoon. At 3.30, though, I am definitely opening up the phone lines. I'll say goodbye to Jane, and I want to hear your stories about how you have or haven't helped out your kids or turned to your parents for help. Uh, and Jane, I, when, I, when I first of all read your column, I was kind of chuckling, thinking, um, what about if you're in your 40s or 50s <laughs> should you be turning to your parents? But I think no matter what, if you, if you are and uh, the bank of mom and dad have a better interest rate than your neighborhood bank, at least you're still paying an interest. You're still paying back a loan. So I think maybe that would be okay.
0: Yes, that's how I feel about it. Yes, I sounded... it's interesting. What, it's interesting what she said about her about her father, though, because yeah, that's um, that's you know, it's probably high, high interest of guilt. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I think I think honestly that is when you really, as the child, almost become a parent yourself, and you have to think, all right, if Dad's going to be you know, that much of a, of a hard ass, or I don't know if I can use that word on the radio. You did. Um, okay. About it, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky, but I think you it'll, it will make you less or make you more hesitant to ask for the loan, but I think it will probably set the fire under your butt to pay it back even more quickly.
1: Yeah. Jane, um, but uh,
0: right,
1: go go ahead. Ahead. Well, I'm putting it to you that I think this conversation would not be happening if, when the kids were five, six, seven, right through till 15, they already had a pretty good sense of how mom and dad uh, value dollars and how you have to work for the money. I'm just wondering, do you think, as you said, when you maybe come from a lifestyle that you want for nothing, that just carries over into adulthood? I bet you I'm going to be getting texts from people who are saying, never even thought of asking my parents for money because I knew the answer would be no.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, I do agree with that. And it's interesting. I was talking I sound like a kid these days kind of thing, but I remember speaking with a friend of mine who has older teenage kids, and these kids were raised uh, you know, everyone got an award in school. Yeah. So everyone, you know, was, was told they were the best, and does that carry over into, you know, never saying no? Mm-hmm. And, and there is something healthy about saying no. Um, but I think, it, I think it is true, like the best gift that your parents can give you is a gift of being self-sufficient, yeah. and we all we all know people who grew up in very affluent families, but always had jobs and understand the value of a dollar. Yeah. And I also think, though, it's never too late to stop the cycle. And because another thing to think about, I'm shifting gears a little, is that money is almost usually finite. So yeah. the more that you're borrowing from your parents when you're 20-something, the less money they're going to have, and they might come back and need to borrow from you when they're retired and the well has run dry. <laughs> you know, so it, it's interesting. So that is, you know, something else to, to really think about. But honestly, you know, if, if you asked your parents for money and they always said yes, what incentive do you have to stop? So as a parent... You can't always say yes. Yeah. There, you know, it's it's. Inter- you have to kind of be. You have to measure the importance of the needs. Like we were talking about before, if your kid is on his own, he graduated, and he lives in a dorm building with a gym and you know a, a balcony on the you know roof deck, then maybe he's. It's time to find the shared apartment in. A a less suburb. Yeah, less desirable area. <laughs> You're right. I mean, and less a lot of air, yeah. a, a
1: lot of kids uh, they have this champagne lifestyle on a beer budget. I mean, a lot of adults even well okay. into their 40s and 50s have that too. So I I almost wonder how much of that is passed on, which is my other point here. Some older couples will say I'd rather see my kids spend the inheritance now than when I'm gone. And that's sometimes I hear parents justifying why they are giving their children a, a huge chunk of money to set them up with no strings attached. Can I ask what the reasoning is behind that? Yeah, well, that, I, and that's right. I mean, I, I just always say, "Wow, can't you be my parents if you need to pass on an inheritance?" But you is it know, because
0: they don't, they don't trust their kids. That's Kind
1: well, of an uh, interesting. Well, you know what I think it is, hey, Jane. Right. They want to see, they want to see their kids enjoying the money now. As opposed to saying, I'm going to wait until I die, and they're going to get this money eventually anyway. So it's it's kind of weird, because I still think it comes with no strings attached, and I don't think the kids have earned it. Because it really was the money you made and saved and invested through all your years, and now you're just handing it over to your kids. Yeah, I think yeah. That's,
0: that's a little uh, questionable.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, I, I and I know I'm going to have some listeners who are saying, that's how I feel. I think that why am I holding right. on to all this money? I think they should have it. Uh, but well, I still think they have to work for it, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, and also, maybe I would be speaking a very different tune if I came from a family that had money. And if I got a, you know, if my father was going to give me a huge inheritance, maybe I would be saying the complete contradictory statement that I'm saying
1: right now. (laughs) That's what it is, Jane. You and I, we don't come from money, so we think differently. Jane, thank you so much for starting the conversation. Angela, thank you. Thanks for dealing with my noise. Hey, you take care. (laughs) You too. Bye. Bye now. Jane Larkworthy, Wealth Simple's Miss Etiquette. Now I want to turn it over to you. Let's take a break for news. And then I want you to call 403-974-8255. Of course, that's the number you call as well as text. And I always, love having these conversations about our relationship with money because as jane said maybe if you come from a lot of money you think nothing of making sure that your kids get a lot of money but then some kids come from those families and they still know the value of working hard for that dollar let's talk money after this
0: calgary today with angela cocott weekdays at three on news talk 770 calgary